Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, September 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Rural veterinarians are in short supply, and the heavy debt load many carry from medical school isn't helping. I mean, I love the profession. I, I love what I do. Um, it just It's really pretty crazy to look at the, the debt load that it takes to get there. In just a few minutes, we will examine the efforts to attract and keep veterinarians in rural areas. Health workers in St. Louis will soon be placing dozens of life-saving boxes in city and St. Louis County neighborhoods. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, they include an overdose reversal drug. The Nalox boxes are about the size of a laptop. They contain naloxone, instructions, and a breathing barrier for mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. The nonprofit PreventEd, the Community Health Clinic, People's Health Centers, and local groups are hanging 100 boxes in public areas like gas stations and recreation centers. PreventEd Deputy Executive Director Jenny Armbruster says when it comes to an overdose, speed is crucial. It's not good enough to be sitting on a store or on a shelf somewhere in a storage room or available only at a pharmacy. We need to make sure it's available everywhere in the community because we know overdoses happen in communities. She says Prevent Ed will put the boxes in parts of the region most affected by overdoses that have the fewest health clinics and hospitals. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County is reviewing legal options after an appeals court blocked efforts to challenge a ruling that strikes down COVID-19 restrictions from local health departments. The Missouri Court of Appeals says a coalition of counties seeking to intervene in the case were disingenuous because they also wanted to overturn the original decision by a judge in Cole County. The counties claim that decision should have identified how local officials were not complying with state law. The case centers on a St. Louis area lawsuit against mask requirements and occupancy limits. A spokesman for St. Louis County Executive Sam Page tells the Post-Dispatch the county is disappointed and attorneys are seeking options for further review. The Nature Conservancy is receiving a $30 million pledge from Enterprise Rent-A-Car Foundation to sustain freshwater systems around the world. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Conservancy leaders say the money will help support rivers threatened by climate change and pollution. The $30 million will be distributed over five years across the U.S., Canada, and Europe. It matches the foundation's pledge of five years ago. A portion of the funding will be used to reduce pollutants and address climate change in the Colorado, Mississippi, and other rivers. Adam McLean is Missouri's director for the Nature Conservancy. We think to the sustainability of our state long term, what's going to drive economic growth, what's going to drive jobs, what's going to drive quality of life. Water is going to play a huge, huge role in that. The international funding will support indigenous efforts in Canada to conserve land and water and strengthen fresh watersheds across Europe. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. State lawmakers in Missouri are in Jefferson City today to start a special session that had been delayed a week. Governor Mike Parson called the session to address two tax issues, an income tax cut and credits for farmers. The legislature passed a temporary income tax cut and an agriculture credit during this year's regular session. Parson vetoed both, saying the income tax cut should be permanent and farming credits should last longer. The session was originally set to start last week, but Republican leaders indicated they were not close to an agreement to pass the governor's request. The special session starting today will bleed into the regular scheduled veto session. 
Missouri teachers could see a major salary increase under a set of recommendations on its way to the State Board of Education. Jody Fortino has more from a state commission studying teacher retention and recruitment. The Missouri Blue Ribbon Commission told the state school board on Tuesday that it recommends increasing starting pay for teachers to at least $38,000. The state's current minimum salary is $25,000. According to the National Education Association, Missouri's new teachers are the second lowest paid in the country on average. The legislature approved a program last session to increase starting salaries to $38,000 for participating public school districts. But those grants are only for the next year, and districts would have to foot 30 percent of the bill. The commission will present its final nine recommendations to the state board at its October meeting. I'm Jody Fortino. Veterinarian clinics in rural communities have been dramatically declining in numbers for decades. Rural veterinarians often get paid less than urban counterparts and take on more workload while carrying thousands of dollars in debt from medical school. Harvest Public Media's Excaret Nunez reports on why attracting veterinarians to rural areas remains a problem and what's being done to fix it. Come on, Theo! Come on, sweets! On a rainy Saturday morning, Dr. Serena Holt welcomes Thea, a German Shepherd mix, and her owner Becky, 9 a.m. on the dot at the Perry Veterinary Hospital in Perry, Oklahoma. Holt started working at the clinic straight out of veterinary school six years ago. She's a mixed animal practitioner, which means she works on both small animals like dogs and large animals like cattle. Holt is one of two doctors that works at the small town clinic where the workdays get busy and she's constantly shifting gears. I mean, there have been days that I'm doing a euthanasia in one room and just like standard appointment, whether that be vaccines with another dog, literally in another room, and then have cattle out back. I mean, there's days I'm, I feel like I'm just running in circles. On top of that work stress, Hole has more than $100,000 of veterinarian school debt. It's one of the factors that's contributed to the decline of rural vets in the U.S. since World War II. Dr. Daniel Grooms is the dean of Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. In 2019, he and two students surveyed clinics across Iowa to understand the shortage and found pay in rural clinics is a big problem. Typically, uh, rural practices uh, have lower salaries than practices that are located in uh, more populated areas. The average amount of debt veterinarians come out of medical school with is nearly $200,000, according to the American Veterinary Medical Association. Since 2010, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has offered a loan repayment program aimed at rural vets. Today, that program offers up to $75,000 to help veterinarians offset their loans if they spend three years in a rural clinic. But that's less than half of today's average loan debt for graduating veterinarians, which officials at the USDA acknowledge. It's being considered. Dr. Robert Smith oversees the repayment program and says there's talk of increasing the amount they give out. You know, we have the ability to consider that. But even if more money becomes available, earning the repayment isn't easy. Last year, 144 veterinarians applied, and just over half got the award. That's in part because the program only gives money to one veterinarian in a designated area of need. And Smith says the application process can also be intimidating. 
practitioners are not used to writing grants. And so we'd like to provide some kind of coaching or mentoring or to work with them on putting together a, a better application. But other programs are working at a more local level to relieve the debt load for rural veterinarians. Dr. Brad White is the director of Kansas State University's Beef Cattle Institute. He says the K-State program has helped rural practices attract and retain veterinarian grads. Over the past about 15 years of that program, we know that about 90% of those students are still in rural practice. The state-funded program will forgive up to $80,000 in student loan debt for veterinarians who stay in rural Kansas for several years. And White says that's important so that there are vets who can help livestock producers keep their animals healthy. He hopes other veterinary schools adopt similar programs to Kansas State's. All right, I'm going to take the cone off and I'm going to clean her ears a little bit. Back at the Perry Animal Hospital, Dr. Serena Holt says being a veterinarian is all she's ever wanted to do. I mean, I love the profession. I, I love what I do. Um, it just It's really pretty crazy to look at the, the debt load that it takes to get there. For now, she says she's committed to working in the rural clinic. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Excret Nunez. This story was produced in partnership with Harvest Public Media. That's a collaboration of public media newsrooms reporting on agriculture. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.